Hello, everybody, and welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to be here. First and foremost, thank you guys so much for all the feedback for last week's episode. We received cute DMs, and it just really felt special. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so thank you guys. So please, uh, please, please, please take a moment and do a review give us those five stars we really do appreciate it and check us out on check us out on instagram sorry and um yeah again thanks for thanks for being part of the somebody's mama podcast okay we love you guys we appreciate y'all listening and (laughs) glad you guys enjoy especially when we're like bearing our heart to you all like you know (laughs) it's glad to know it's being received well (laughs) Yeah, especially last week. I had a friend DM me and she was like, the the baby was on the bed with your birth story. Yeah. And she was just like, what? She was just like, couldn't even handle it. Yeah. It's it's so crazy because I had went downstairs the next morning and my husband was making breakfast and he was listening to the podcast and he was like, it's so crazy to like relive it all over again, like listening to it. Like we both were like getting choked up. Like it's so crazy, but yes, such a great story. We'll never, we'll never forget. Um, But yeah, good stuff. And speaking of that, something that I thought about today, no, over the weekend, sorry, over the weekend, I was thinking about it. Um, I was checking in with your YouTube page Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, let me make sure I haven't missed any of Kendra's um, uploads, right? Mm-hmm. And you have 44 uploads on YouTube. Yeah, I, I started my YouTube channel, I think, um, four years ago, but I wasn't like really consistent with it. Right. Um, but when I started going through this process, when I had Bryson, I started being more consistent. Um, YouTube is a struggle. Like it really is. It really it's is. not, there's no instant gratification from it. Like people are not just there. Like you have right. to work hard to get viewers and people to actually watch your videos. Even the people, you know, don't watch your videos. So right. okay. <laughs> get strangers to watch the videos and really be invested in you and your family and whatever you you decide to show, um, it's a struggle. So I had to like, you know, kind of push myself to actually record and like want to be consistent. Um, but YouTube also is just like, keep putting out different content to figure out what you really like and find your audience and what your audience is going to like. But I enjoy just having the memories, honestly, like all the videos that I did, with my whole birth story and my right. journey with Bryson and Aniku and stuff, that was just for me. Like, <laughs> I'm well, like, it's a blessing if it helps. Yeah, it's a blessing if it helps somebody, but it's memories for me. But even more than that, I was thinking about it, you know, not to be sad, but you know, when that day comes and we're not here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kids will be able to look at those, those videos yeah. and watch and, I have a YouTuber that I watch all the time and her dad passed away not that long ago mm-hmm. and she's able to watch, 
you know, he was in some of her YouTube videos and she watches that content over and over and over just to see her dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like your life's like photo album, like yeah. in video form. And that's why I kind of, that's why I really enjoy vlogging. Like if people cared, I would just vlog all the time, but people don't care. So, <laughs> so I put out vlogs here and there and then, um, I do content that people actually like like on my channel, which is like um, shop with me's and stuff. But I still am constantly recording. I have so many videos in my phone. I do like mini vlogs on um, Instagram now. But yeah, I've always been someone to document like my life. Like I was doing this way before, like in high school, in college, like I've always had a camera. So yeah, I really enjoy it. It, it's really beneficial but I do think like you once your channel grows more you will be able to vlog because then once it's at a certain level then people mm -hmm. just watch whatever you anyway do. yeah that's what I'm hoping for too so yeah it's good stuff it's all a part of the journey okay look we might just have to hit y'all with a somebody's mama vlog okay no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing that like uh vlogging the first day of school and putting like a doing a mini vlog and putting it on our um, somebody's mama podcast uh, but child I don't know where my mind gonna be at that day so so when is your son's first day of school tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> But actually, you guys, I feel very prepared. I feel ready for this. Oh, I good, have good. laid out like I did. You guys should be seeing um, a reel on our um, Instagram maybe tomorrow, maybe, um, of like me preparing like all his lunch and stuff like in the refrigerator. I did the whole little restock situation. I recorded it. Um, so that I'm able to just pack his lunch easy. Everything is already prepackaged, bagged up, all his fruit and everything. I just have to drop it in the bag every day. Um, surprisingly, they didn't request too many items for, um, I've always heard horror stories of teachers sending out this long list of items that you have to bring to school. Right. But his teacher just wanted scissors, Elmer's glue, and a small dry erase board. So I was like, bet. And you just have to put it in a little Ziploc bag. So I have all that stuff sitting by the door. Like, <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> okay. There's nothing like being prepared, okay? Yes. We are so There's ready. nothing like it. Well, I know it's going to go good. Yeah. I'm excited. But let's talk about our weekends. We like jumping the gun. We didn't talk about it. I weekends. know. We just look at, we out here living life, okay? Right, right. How was your weekend? my weekend was really good um it was um the first weekend after the kids being in school so we just kind of took it easy i've been kind of working a lot on saturday so i really made the time to just kind of be present with them all day throughout saturday mm -hmm. and then sunday we went to the pool nice and we just had a really good time at the pool. Like we just kept it simple. And mm -hmm. because we're so on the go during the week, I really just try to kind of keep it centered around them, keep it focused. And with all the craziness that's going on, we just try to keep it easy, you know? Yes. Try to stay safe. Like that's really it. So you always have the more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so tell for us reason, like uh, i think i was saying this before like for some reason we really booked up our week our weekends during the summer like august is lit so <laughs> but we're still being safe but um yeah so this weekend it was my friend's birthday um her birthday was actually during the week but she wanted to do a little girl's trip for her birthday. So it was just three of us. We went to Vegas. We all got tested before we left because we wanted to be safe. Um, and then we just we drove. Wait, down. did you guys actually go to like a testing place and got tested? So um, they actually went to a testing place and got tested. But I actually have home tests because a friend of mine has um, a testing company and he had given us some tests so i did mine at home so it's the first time i had to actually like swab my own nose up to my brain and i was like oh child i know i did it right because uh my nose was itching <laughs> <laughs> i do my i do mine at home like every week every other week oh okay yeah so it yeah, was so that's what i was asking that's what i was asking yeah 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 it was not that bad um so yeah i did mine at home and um we drove down. My friend is a great driver. Got us there in three hours. <laughs> Wait, where'd you drive to? To Vegas. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. So we went to Vegas. Um, Everybody and, was in Vegas. Oh my God. There were so many people out there, but we were like, let's stay out the way. Cause I guess there's like, NBA, not NBA, but like basketball tournaments going on. There was a Raiders game on Sunday um gucci man was out there performing trey songs there's like so many like performers and stuff like as we were walking through the mall people are like you want to go here you want to go there like we have tickets blah 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 but like no thank you okay, okay. we're there's here a fashion thing out there this that weekend this weekend too this past yeah weekend. there's like so many events and so we're like we're not here for that we're here to relax at the hotel <laughs> we're here to go to cute dinners and brunch and take pictures and be cute and hang out with the girls okay and that's exactly what we did so we got there kind of early on friday because we left at like 8 a.m so we got there like 11. um we did an early check-in you can like pay a little bit extra and do an early check-in yeah so we did that we went to um some little cantina for lunch and then we went to the casino for a little bit i'm not a big gambler at all like i'm like here's my 20 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm willing to like play on <laughs> oh my goodness and then um then we went back relaxed we went to dinner uh went to like javier's while we were out there we went to this new restaurant called cassie beach house which is really cute we did not eat there we went there for drinks uh but it's really cute apparently the hard rock is now the virgin hotel and mm. right and so it's at the virgin hotel but it's really really cute um restaurant they have great drinks i don't know about the food um and then we went to this other restaurant for brunch called um farm to table kitchen so it's like fresh everything's fresh the meat the fruits the vegetables everything is fresh literally farm to table <laughs> um and it was a great vibe there they play like r&b music like it was just a cool vibe it was off the strip so there was no hustle and bustle like free parking 
there were like a few people in there not super crowded nice vibe like we were just trying to stay out the way this trip like we were yeah. really, like there to just vibe with each other and not really be in the mix too much um we went to stk which was cool um so yeah we just ate and drank the whole time like <laughs> that's literally Listen. how we did it and enjoy each other's company so we had a great time just chit-chatting and you know, hanging out with the girls, you know, so. Well, the pictures were cute, so. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so we genuinely had, like, a really good time. Like, I needed that little mommy break, so, yeah, it was fun. It's crazy. We're going back to Vegas next weekend, but just to go to the Usher concert. So, oh, okay. fly in, go to the concert, and fly back home. So, and that'll be with my husband, so that'll be nice as well, but yeah, I had a good weekend. That'll be fun. I've seen um, a few other people go to the Usher concert and they filmed it, not filmed it, but took video or whatever, and it looked good, so. Yeah, my cousin was actually out there this weekend and she went to the show. So, yeah, a lot of people have been going. I've been hearing good reviews, so I'm really excited to go next week. Well, that's exciting. That's mm -hmm. exciting. <laughs> yes, girl, so what's going on in these streets? Like, what's the hot topic this week? Okay, we have a couple hot topics. First off, we'll talk about Nick Cannon. Mm -hmm. And Nick Cannon went on The Breakfast Club and he basically was just saying monogamy is not for him. Mm -hmm. Or what? No, no, he said, I don't know the exact quote. I know, Kendra, you got the quote. Um, I'm supposed to have the hot topics. I had it. I think it's right here. And he was basically saying that he doesn't believe in the European standard or idea of only creating a family with one woman. Okay. So he doesn't subscribe to that. Okay. So I watched the interview, listened to the interview, watched it, whatever. And he basically, basically feels like marriage was set on the foundation of in the bible when a man would sell their daughter to another man for land or for this and that like he was saying that basically he felt like it one it wasn't for him and two he felt like it was kind of outdated basically right but i thought it was really good what was really good about the interview was that charlemagne and envy they're married and they really believe in marriage right and i thought it was such a good conversation to have it was a respectful respectful conversation between one man who does just doesn't feel like that's for him mm -hmm. and two men that absolutely feel like i don't want to be with anybody else mm -hmm. And for them to have that conversation and it really just came down to like what's for you is for you and what's for me is for me yeah and what i thought was good about the conversation was you know even though nick chooses to live his kind of free-spirited life mm -hmm. he talked about how he's very active with his kids and that right. um he plays a big role in his kids lives and just because they're not all with the same person that he it's, it's not that he's not there for them he goes to their martial arts practices and yeah he goes to their their games and this and stuff like that and what i thought was big of him to say was um 
Yeah, he was like, people that want to, you know, judge me or this and that and say that I, I'm not there in my kids' lives, you know, time will tell. Time will show you that right. I, I play a part in my kids' lives. And mm -hmm. another in interesting thing he said was um, him and Mariah, the thing that made them click so much is they had a lot of the same beliefs mm -hmm. and that they both didn't really believe in marriage. Mm -hmm. And he said that, when it also when it comes down to his kids he feels that women really are the leaders and that he those kids wouldn't those kids wouldn't be here if those women didn't open themselves open themselves to him that women really have all the power mm -hmm. and i thought that was an interesting thing of course in a consensual in a consensual way right but, mm -hmm. but um i think i feel like people get too much wrapped up in his business right because at the end of the day like he's going to say whatever he feels is going to plead his case and right. you know whatever the desires that he has are his like and whatever choices that he makes in his life you know it's up to him so if he doesn't believe certain things or he doesn't you know subscribe to that then that's cool he shouldn't have to explain himself like you know it's his life Right. And your beliefs are your beliefs. So I think it was important, an important conversation, like you said, for there to be both perspectives, because I feel like in today's society, a lot of people try to downplay marriage because it's not something that they want, because they want to be able to experience as many women as they want to, or they want to be able to be as free. They don't want to be quote unquote tied down and you know that's one end of the spectrum but then you have the other side where these men are like i'm completely happy with being with one woman for the rest of my life because she is all i need you know right so i think it's good that they were able to have that conversation and be respectful but also to give light to that marriage is still important and it's still valued you know whether it's valued by everybody or not, it's still important and it still has value. And it's not something that is just needs to be tossed to the side, but you don't have to be married if that's not what you want. Right. You know, like, and I thought, yeah, it's okay. You don't have to push your views on anybody else, but you also don't need to diminish what somebody else believes or feels or desires for their life or their family. Like it's okay to just be your own person. <laughs> okay like it's really okay the thing i thought was interesting with him is it for him it wasn't necessarily about being with one woman one woman intimately mm -hmm. it was the having to commit like when you're in a relationship with someone that commitment of okay getting home at night and mm -hmm. like not being able to just kind of do what you want when you want to do like the accountability of it right especially with him being an entertainer like yeah. their lifestyle is so fast-paced they don't want to have to check in with somebody they don't want to have somebody nagging them about where they are after their performance or who's there and da da da, da. so it's easier <laughs> honestly not being a monogamous monogamous relationship it's easier because he obviously loves children yeah so he still gets to have the children that he wants and to be able to pour into them and 
you know, create a legacy of his own, but he also doesn't have to just answer to one woman and he doesn't have to like have somebody on his head about every little thing that he does. So it works for him. You know, it works for him, but it's going to be interesting to see how many baby mamas it comes down to. Right, because it seems like it's a game for him at this point. He's just like, yeah, how many? Yeah, <laughs> because on the interview, he basically was just like, you know, these are people I obviously um, feel comfortable. And he was like, no, I, he was like, he was like die hard about using protection. Like, yeah, I use protection all the time. Mm-hmm. He said, what happens is, you know, just one time I didn't have it. And then we both were okay with having a child and the slip up happened. But he said, he said, we were both okay with having a child. So then we proceeded with what we were doing. We proceeded with intercourse and we're just like, we have a child, we have a child. We were okay with it. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Now don't y'all go out here doing that. Okay. (laughs) He's in a totally different task bracket. (laughs) And don't tell nobody to tell you that because they not might not be as forthcoming as Nick is. Like they might say that in the moment to get what they want, but are they really gonna show up like Nick shows up? I don't know. (laughs) They don't show up to their job, they not showing up for you. For you. Okay. Be careful. Okay, now what else we got going on? Next, I have a prediction. And I truly, truly feel that I may just be right. So much so, y'all. She didn't even tell me about this prediction before. She's this is the first time I'm gonna hear it with you guys, okay? This is the first time that I'm gonna say the prediction out loud. Okay. Get ready. (laughs) Listen, every morning on the radio, it's Kanye West's new album's coming out. Kanye West's new album's gonna come out today. Now it's coming out the 5th. Now it's coming out the 7th. Now it's coming out the 15th, right? Mm-hmm. Getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, right? Mm-hmm. So much so, this morning I heard, oh, now he's going to a different arena to, 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 to work on the album. Now he's going to a different arena to work on the album. I said, wait. Wait, wait, wait a second, Kanye. I was a huge Kanye West fan. I used to be a huge Kanye West fan until things went left, right? Right. And great, he's a music genius, but I'm still not over it, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not. It's just, I'm not there. I'm not there. And I was a huge Kanye West fan. Okay, anyways. Mm-hmm. I said, hold on now. Kanye West is really good at this whole marketing thing right Mm -hmm. when the album was supposed to come out he had a listening party right Mm -hmm. and everybody suspected that the album was coming out that night Mm -hmm. then the date that he pushed it back to a couple days prior to that date now it became a listening party on that date Another listening party. Yeah, the second listening party. Keyword, listening party. Right. Now, he's going to a different arena, but we don't know which arena it is yet. And now the album is coming out on the 15th. Which will be another listening party. (laughs) Which I think will be another, quote unquote, listening 
party because I realize this is what I think mm-hmm. to be a icon to to really so solidify it right yeah you have to do something that nobody in your industry has ever done before right mm-hmm. so what if just like Beyonce dropped an album out of nowhere in the middle of the night in the middle of the night yep oh my gosh, no marketing, no nothing. And she just drops it and everybody's listening to it. Oh my gosh, this is so crazy, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. What if these listening parties is really the tour? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is crazy because he's not even performing. He's just hanging down from the Raptors with the stocking over his face. But how iconic is it <laughs> to tour your whole album before the album comes out? Definitely. So Definitely. how many listening parties is it going to take till people realize this is the Donda tour? <laughs> 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 I saw somebody yesterday said the Donda album needs to be uh, switched to Donde. Where? Where is <laughs> yes, I posted that. I posted that too. Yes. I posted that too. <laughs> Listen. It's oh not God. a listening party. It's not a listening party. At this point, it's really not. It's a tour. Because how iconic would it be to do a tour before do it backwards? Right. Yeah, you're right. Because my thing is, why? Okay, I get why he um, set up shop at the Mercedes-Benz Arena because he was already there, right? Mm-hmm. But him moving to another arena to start, keep recording, like that doesn't make sense. That go home. Sense. Go, go home. to your studio. Go to Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. and do what you do. And no artist of his level mm-hmm. is going to have an arena listening party. Hmm. I could see you having a, a listening party with, I feel like that's usually an intimate thing or that's like the cool kids or that's, yeah. you know, Did ex- you do that last time for the, um, the gospel know. album? Was that a par- listening party? Or was that a concert that he was doing at, um, at the forum? For like a month. See another tour. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really I, don't. I want to say that was a listen. That was listening. Well, they actually performed there too, though. So it could have been shows. But remember, it was supposed to be like one weekend, and then it turned into like two months of shows. So this is his thing. Yeah. And this is a thing. Uku money off of it, but he is. I mean, you gotta give it to him. It's working out. It's working out for him. It's working out. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. (laughs) The Kim Kardashian Kanye West divorce is not real. (laughs) I'm just going to. I'm just going to. Can't be. Because she showed up like the wife. Hello. Ain't nobody's. You know, he, you know, show up like the wife. 
you know he picked her outfit exactly he picked her outfit her hairstyle he picked it all and she showed up because somebody else asked me like well why is she there i'm like well why wouldn't she be there like the way they do things in their family is once you're married you're bonded for life like she's bringing the kids you know he wants his kids at everything he does as he should and i'm like look at how long lamar stayed in the family when they you know got divorced so and look at scott he's never going anywhere so once you have you know once you're in you're in unless you're chris humphreys but that's true i mean that's true i'm not surprised matching outfit after we break up you gonna pick my outfit i want to know was the girlfriend there too that's a whole nother thing like i don't see kim being okay with the girl sitting on the other side of the stage with her being there too like listen okay, that's what i'm telling you can't come the, the relationship can't be real because for, for uh, first of all a couple of days prior to that it came out that that connie and that girl had broken up first of all oh. So a couple of days before the listening party with the matching outfits, now they just so happen to break up. Oh, wow. So I don't think the divorce is real because the way she was heartbroken over Reggie Bush. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way, right? <laughs> it's not adding up. But see, we're not getting all that we got with her and reggie bush because they're not really well they did film a little bit after they broke up but she was concerned with other things i don't know child all i know is they buku rich and they're gonna do whatever (laughs) they want to (laughs) do honestly they're gonna do whatever they want to do but this whole divorce is a stunt it's a stunt and I said it. If she's a lawyer, everything would have been closed out by now. Right. Um, it's a, and I'm and I'm done and I'm over it. Well, you heard it here first, you guys. Somebody's <laughs> on a podcast, Nicole Hernandez, reporting live with the prediction. So we're gonna timestamp this, okay? August 9th. Okay. Probably said it about 7:20 p.m. Okay. Okay. Period. And that's <laughs> it. And that's it. All right. Don't, don't say I never told you. Right. Don't be acting oblivious <laughs> to the situation. Okay. Okay. When you see them renew their vows and get a whole TV special, don't <laughs> don't play with me. Oh my god. I you can, can see it, huh? You can see it, huh? I can definitely see it. You can see it renewing the vows, the whole special, the whole thing. Why have keeping up the Kardashians? It can be keeping up with the West. <laughs> keeping up with Kanye, okay? <laughs> okay. He's like, I don't want to be on that show. I wanted my own show. Oh, listen. Because you know, oh, no, no, no. Listen to this, too. Something I didn't realize, too, is remember he got that Netflix thing because he's been recording his life the past like 30 years or so. Oh, wow. Not 30, but like 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he got that huge Netflix deal because he's been, he's been recording himself since like before his first album. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a lot of footage. That's going to be a Netflix thing. Yeah. But yeah. All right, so we're gonna jump into switch gears and jump into our mama moments. So we we'll keep this train going. 
Yeah. Okay. I actually have one this week. Oh, good. Go then. Go first. <laughs> I actually have one this week. It's so funny because it's actually like via my husband. Okay. So you guys know I went out of town and everything. So being the great super husband that I have, he's like, I know she's gonna be tired. I'm gonna go ahead and go grocery shopping. Nice. So, he goes to Trader Joe's, he packs up the boys, he takes the boys to Trader Joe's. And my younger son, Bryson, was asleep in the stroller, so Kendon was walking. And so he said, I gave Kendon the task of putting the groceries in the bottom of the stroller. Hmm. So he gives Kendon a salad for me. He's like, here, put mommy's salad in the bottom of the stroller, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, we get up to the counter. I'm putting all the groceries on the counter. And I'm like, he's like, where's mommy's salad? And Kenan's like, uh, I had to make room for the grapes. And he's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I had to take the salad out. I had to make room for the grapes. So I put it down. <laughs> My husband's like, what? He's like, yeah, I had to make room for the grapes. The grapes are important. And so he's like, well, where did you put mommy's salad? And he's like, I put it on the floor. <laughs> oh my goodness. So he left my salad on the floor in Trader Joe's. And yeah, so I don't have my salad this week, but I thought that was so funny. Like <laughs> he was on his job, but he was like, but no, I need, my things are a priority. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like first of all, listen, I need these grapes. I'm like, boy, but that is so. That is too That's funny. A toddler for you. That is too funny. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness, I can't quite think of a mama moment right now. I'm be honest with you guys, because I kind of forgot. Um, it's been a crazy week, but I will say. I have a reel that I'm probably going to upload tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. By the time you see this video, the reel will be uploaded. But mm-hmm. um, my kid, my youngest, she can just, the way she sleeps, like, she just be knocked out. <laughs> we went to the pool. She's just, like, knocked out. And you, you, you know they're, like, they're newborn, so they sleep all the time. But I made this really cute reel of her being knocked out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it'll so freaking cute. Thank you. So it'll be a, it'll be a real probably you by the time you listen to this, you'll already seen it. Yes. If you go to our Instagram and watch, yes, and like our stuff, <laughs> <laughs> we'd appreciate it. Right. Oh my goodness. We'll be on the struggle bus a little bit, but we we're very consistent, you guys. Oh yeah. Go follow us at somebody's mama pod. Anyway, um <laughs> all right, so let's jump into our topic for today. Yes. So today we're gonna be talking about um things that we wish we would have known as new moms. Yes. So the very first time you have a baby. You know, a lot of people tell you a lot of things, what to anticipate, um, you know, how beautiful it is and, you know, all these little hints here and there, like what you should buy for the baby. But there's a lot of things that like 
people don't really talk about when you get down like to the nitty gritty of things. Um, so that one thing that I really wasn't aware of until like after the fact, when I seen some of my other friends have babies, I've always heard of people like, you know, after you have the baby, bring the baby home and people like bring you food or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's cute or whatever. But there's actually something called a meal train hmm. where you can send out a link to your family and friends. Like, you know how people say, oh, let me know if you need anything, but you're not going to literally go and ask them for something. But right. if somebody says, hey, because I'm the type of person where if somebody says, oh, you know, let us know what you guys need or if you guys want dinner or whatever, I'm not going to literally text you a week later and be like, hey, I had the baby. I want this for dinner because I don't want to ask, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you don't text me and, and ask me again, I'm not going to ask you. So I'm just not going to get it, right? But if somebody does ask you that, you can have your link for the meal train already ready and send it to them. <laughs> wow. See, that's so smart. Yeah, they can literally go on there. There's a calendar. So I think you can like preset like when you want it to start and you can put like what type of preferences you have and they can literally go in and sign up like Nicole, Tuesday, dinner, and then you know that you're getting dinner from Nicole on Tuesday. And See, so that's they send the link to as many people as you want. So you don't have to worry about it. Like when you have a new baby, nobody wants to plan dinner. Like you're still healing your husband or your partner or whoever's helping you needs to be helping you and the baby, not, not worrying about like going grocery shopping and cooking and like doing all these things. So it's just a cool way for people to be able to help out without physically having to be there. And it could take some pressure and a load off of you, especially if you have like other children that you need to like cook for and stuff. It's a really cool extra little tool. So I really wish I would have known about that. And with Bryson, we didn't actually use the meal train because we were at the hospital every day, but people kind of just sent us um, like meal card or like gift cards and through um, email or text. So people did mm -hmm. send us a lot of things because we were literally at the hospital. So we would just get food, DoorDash to the hospital. So that was cool. See, that's a game changer right there because truly don't nobody want to cook after you give birth. No. Nobody. It's like a drag to have to think about like, oh, what are we going to eat? And like, ugh. Especially because after you give birth, that's probably the only time that you actually sleep when the baby sleeps. Right. <laughs> I hate that term. In I hate that term, but <laughs> right. It's in the hospital. And, you know, if you're lucky, a couple days when after that. Because the baby's literally sleeping all day. Yeah. And up all night. <laughs> and you're like, listen, I'm just trying to catch one with you, okay? Right. But okay. then after that, it's over. Right. What's one of yours? Okay. Um, something that I wish I would have known is that um, moms are not trying to scare you. Mm -hmm. I feel like when after a while when you start going places people will, be, will just say like oh is this your is this your first one that's always the question right mm -hmm. 
like, is this your first child? Is this your first child? Is this your first one? Oh, is your first one? Is this your first? Okay. (laughs) I know. I try not to ask people that question because I know I got so tired of that question. Right. And then people share something with you that was really important to them Mm -hmm. that they want to share with you to try and help you. Mm -hmm. And they're not, I wish like more people knew like, moms are not trying to scare you because I've been seeing that a lot on the mommy blogs like stop scaring new moms and it's no, like you should tell the truth <laughs> yeah like nobody's trying to scare you people are trying to tell you the truth trying to tell you things that society hides they're trying to actually fully prepare you because like Nicole just said society hides those parts where that nobody wants to talk about like I never until I got like to the hospital nobody talked about the aftercare mm. like yeah. needing to have a witch hazel pad in the freezer like how much you're gonna be di- uncomfortable down there and like mesh panties and like I never heard any conversations about that now I feel like it's more often because everything's on Instagram but I don't remember hearing much about the aftercare until I was already had him like you know same here I had no clue I had no clue I I was the same way I had no clue about the aftercare I don't know what what in my brain just thought oh you just pop out the baby and you roll in you go because nobody talks about it nobody talks about it you literally see people walking around like nothing happened and I'm like yeah or like remember when that um the girl in um london not harry but not oh, megan uh, markle not megan markle but the other one uh-huh. prince prince whatever mm-hmm. after her first child after she gave birth she came outside with the baby to say hi to the people right and then when they expected megan to do that she was like i need a minute and it was <laughs> like frowned upon yeah like, they looked at her like well who do you think you are and she's like well i just had a baby yeah wild like there's no consideration for that like people just expect you to be like up and running and like no you don't know every every birth is different like sometimes you are get able to just get up and move around and like you know feel pretty good other times you can't even go pee listen Once they take that catheter out. <laughs> oh Lord. I remember I was so scared to use the bathroom. They were like, Well, you can't leave till you poop. And I was like, huh? <laughs> okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So well, what's another one you wish you would have known? Um, let's see. Um, oh, this was a big one for me. <laughs> so with my first son, when we brought him home from the hospital. Um, I struggled with nursing, so I didn't realize he wasn't getting enough milk. And so my plan was like, we're going to bring him home. We're going to put him in the bassinet. I'm going to put the bassinet by the bed so that I can just go ahead and breastfeed him through the night. It's going to be beautiful, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That, because he slept fine in the hospital. He slept in the little, no, actually I'm lying. He slept fine until he woke up crying not nothing crazy just a little bit 
and my husband picked him up and he slept with him on his chest all night. <gasps> oh, that ruined us. I won't say it's his fault because he didn't know, but we both were like, we should have never did that. Like, I should have never oh. did that because. He just got used to having a warm body, right? Yeah. From yeah. the very first night. So when we got home, we tried putting him in the bassinet, it didn't work. We bought the little thing that you put on the bed. And it's supposed to, it has vibrations and it has like the um white noise and like it has a little nightlight so you can see the baby. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even sleep in that thing on the bed. He literally had to sleep on my husband's chest to sleep wow that's like my kids i can't even lie so then after that after he got big enough he would just sleep like on our bed in the middle of the bed so what i wish i would have known is to never sleep holding your baby yeah of course they they told us that for safety reasons but it was nothing like oh he's never going to sleep on his own again okay like you could have told me that part too yeah like what you do from the very beginning matters like he literally slept on my husband's chest because i was like he's too little i am a wild sleeper i don't want to roll over on him but my husband he sleeps in the same spot all night long so he slept on his chest for at least the first two months and then we tried putting him in the little bassinet on the bed he was sleeping there for maybe an hour or two, but yeah, it just wasn't working out. And he actually never really slept in his bed consistently until he was like three years old. Oh, so wow. with my second son, we never put him in our bed, but he was in the hospital for so long that he was used to sleeping alone. So that was, that worked to our benefit, but something I wish I would have known was like, don't put that baby in your bed. Because you're going to have a hard time getting them out. Like, it was a real struggle. We had to basically tell him, like, you're a big boy. You can't sleep here anymore. Like, a lot of crying, a lot of what do you mean, a lot of us putting him in his bed and him running out into our bed, him creeping into our bed at night. It's a mess. Now he sleeps in his room, and he comes in my room at, like, 5 a.m. and sleeps on the floor. Because <laughs> I'm like, you can't get in my bed no more. I'm sorry. You're four years old. You may, you're not welcome here. Like, no, it, you're too big. Listen, like, my back hurts. <laughs> I'm tired Listen. of having knees and feet and elbows in my neck and in my back. Like, I can't. So I'm like, he comes in at 5 a.m. Like, go on, lay on your little pallet. <laughs> See, I wish I could have not put my kids in my bed, mm-hmm. but I just, I liked being able to to wake up and just see them there or like yeah. see their, see the heartbeat. So right. I, I would like to say that I wish I didn't put them in my bed, but mm-hmm. I don't think I could have been able, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. Even with the bassinet, listen, we had the, the head. Wait, the wait, I'll hold up. With this third child, she do sleep most of the night in her bassinet. So I will say, yeah, I'm like with the heavy bassinet, nice. you can literally yeah. put it on the bed when you need to. But sure. it's literally yeah. like with Bryson's bassinet, it was leveled with our bed. So if I turn to the left, I could see him. I could feed. Oh. Him. I could pick him up and put him on me to feed him. Put him right back in his bed. Never had to get up. 
see. But it helped to not physically put him and lay him in between us because he didn't get used to that, you know? Yeah, you definitely don't want them to get used to it. Hard. You can't, once they get in your bed, you can't get them out. My, yeah. six, my, my son is six, and early in the morning, he will still. Yeah. And Josh will be like, he, he knows to go to Josh. Right. My husband. And he's just like, okay. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's what's crazy too. Is like you have your moments like with us trying to transition my oldest son into his own room. Yeah. Like it was a period of time where Brandon was weak. He was like, Oh, I feel so bad. Like he look how he's crying. Like I feel so bad. And I'm like, man, forget him. Put him in there, right? But then it came a time where I was like that, like oh my god my baby i can't look at how he's crying and brandon like man forget him put him in there like you know (laughs) we would like trade spaces so obviously it just never was consistent but then once like we moved to this new house we was like it's a fresh start you know we're here we need to do it now before bryson comes home because we don't want him to think he's getting pushed out for bryson Mm. So we had to make that transition before he came home, got him comfortable in his room, got him excited about it, let him kind of like decorate a little bit. And it worked for a little while. So, I mean, it's still working now. He'll start off sleeping in there. But like I said, he still wakes up at 5 a.m. It's like, hey. <laughs> at least he starts out um, sleeping in his bed because my kids, they about... 85% of the time they'll start off in my bed mm-hmm. and then Josh will put them in their bed mm-hmm. and usually my daughter will sleep the whole night in her bed and then most of the time she's like 85% will sleep the whole night in her bed mm-hmm. and then my son he's like he's 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 it, day by day it's increasing I will I will give him that day by day him sleeping in his own bed through the whole night is increasing that's good and i think too you kind of just have to at some point it's like you have to just put your foot down like bro you cannot come like literally when we put kenny to sleep we say our prayers all that stuff and before i walk out the door he says because he knows what i'm gonna say i'll be like don't what don't call mommy's name who else don't call daddy's name what else don't come out until the sun is out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like good i love you good night <laughs> i love you good night oh so funny oh because he would literally like wake up at 2 a.m mom oh really mom. i'm like yes kenny i want to come in your room no kenny go back to sleep okay <laughs> at least he asked my kids just run up in there while i'm asleep no because he wants somebody to pick him up and bring him in there Oh, <laughs> boy, bye. Go to bed. And I'll be telling him, like, Kendon, every time you call my name, you interrupt my sleep. Don't you want mommy to be able to get rest? Yeah, but um, I'm just lonely in here. That's how he gets me. I'm so lonely. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't want him to be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. I know how to play you, man. Yeah, you can't be playing you. Okay. Next up, okay, because we can sit here and talk about co-sleeping all night. Right. <laughs> uh, something I wish I would have known is to, 
what to set the roles before we come home from the hospital like roles when we, roles set roles between me and my husband mm-hmm. on what we're each gonna do because i feel like as soon as you come home from the hospital right mm-hmm. your husband is just looking to you to lead the way to 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 lead the direction and honestly I feel like it never really hit my husband until the baby comes out. Like, oh shoot, really was a baby in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I wish I would have done better role setting, especially with the with the first one. Like when we come home, you know, you're gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. But I mean, you've never done it before, so you can't. It's hard to set roles. Yeah. But, I wish it wasn't leading so much on me to lead the way of what to do because obviously he's trying to make sure that I'm okay, mm-hmm. but I'm tired. Like I can't tell you to go wash the baby's clothes and change the diaper and yeah. clean the pump and do yeah. all of that. Like I, I wish I just would have set those roles out better. Right. because it's just it's important but like you said it's hard because you're not that's something that you're not thinking about so I think that is something to note that if you are a first-time mom to put that on your list of things to do because it does make it a little bit easier because it's harder to have the conversation once the baby's already here because then somebody might feel attacked like yeah oh are you telling me I'm not doing enough like right no bro like i know this is your first time too but we hey i can't do it all and sometimes (laughs) (laughs) sometimes men think that we want to do it all because we might correct the way that they do certain things or you know we are kind of like dictating what happens but that doesn't mean that we don't want their help so I think it's just a learning process, but it is important to have the conversation like, hey, even if you don't know like what each other's roles are going to be, because he might be better at washing the bottles or whatever, you know? Yeah. He might have a little technique for steaming them, whatever. I don't know. But the key to have the conversation is, listen, we're in a partnership. (laughs) Okay. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. When this baby comes, I'm going to need you right there with me. Okay? Now, you know how to change a diaper? No? Okay, let's practice because we're going to be sharing diaper duty. We're going to be sharing bottle duty. We're going to be sharing everything. Okay? So (laughs) we are sharing everything. And then once you kind of like get in your groove, I kind of feel like it depends on the man. Like some men literally need like you to map it out. Like you have to literally tell them like your job is to do X, Y, and Z. And then you have some men who are just like, all right, what you want me to do? What you need me to do? Do, 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 do. And then some women get irritated by that because they want the man to just know what to do. But we're not wired the same. So Yes, their fatherly instinct will kick in in certain ways, but it's not the same as the motherly instinct. Right. So if you do find, you know, something that might be helpful to you, just tell them. 
just tell them like even if it's after the fact like hey i need you to make sure that the diaper pail is empty because i don't want to come in in the middle of the night with a poopy diaper and have nowhere to put it mm. like you know See, it's the little stuff like that that you don't even you know like because that don't that don't piss you off in the middle of the night like bro you take out the trash everywhere else in the house why you didn't take out the diaper pail trash like <laughs> <laughs> And when you running on the thing is when you running on no sleep, yes, these little things can be huge. Yes, yes, <laughs> those little bitty things will turn into a whole argument. Like, bro, why are we arguing about the diaper rash cream not being where it's supposed to be? Cause at two a.m., I'm not want to look for it. Okay, why is it over there? Why did you put it, put on it back? Table? Why you didn't put it on the changing table right by the bed where I need it to be? <laughs> and now I want to cry because I got to walk all the way over there and I'm still hurting. Okay, I'm still healing. Let's not forget about that, you know. Listen, so mm-hmm. it's, a know of, it's a lot of conversations during that time. It's a whole lot. Uh, one good thing that came out of us not knowing is um josh didn't know what to do my husband didn't know what to do and you know he was home and so he just started cooking <laughs> <laughs> he was like if i don't know how to do nothing else i'll make these meals yeah you know? but the bad thing is six years later he's still cooking <laughs> I got so used to him cooking that he literally he cooks way more than I do at my house. That's crazy. Because I'm doing the stuff with the kids, the showers, the making the lunch, the you know, all that stuff. But so, I think that's okay though. Like I feel like yeah. whatever works for your family. Like there are men who would prefer to cook than to do other things because that's what they're good at. And if you're like, listen, I don't care to cook. Okay. I'll make sure everything else is done. I don't care to cook. Let him do his thing. Like, why stress yourself out over doing everything when right. you have somebody that's willing to help you? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And the one thing Josh told me when we first got married, that uh, I don't like to cook. <laughs> oh, but know. it's funny because he was the better cook. And then I started cooking and I became pretty decent. And then once the kids, once I had my first son, he was just like, I don't know what to do, but I'll make sure we eat. <laughs> but um, but you do end up finding your roles, but it, it would just be easier to have that conversation early, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. What's something? Go ahead. Sorry. I know, I'm like super, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know where, you know how you, I've been going since like six in the morning, right? And we yeah. record this at night. You know, out of nowhere, like you, you get tired, you're like, your body goes, oh. <laughs> it's like cutoff time, but we like, oh, gotta keep pushing through. You know what? It's funny that you talk about that though, because that's actually my next thing is like prioritizing sleep. Like <laughs> a lot of times, like, you know, People just say like, oh, just get ready to not sleep. Like, just get ready to be up. Like, your baby is going to have you up all night, up all day. Like, just get ready to, like, not sleep for the next two years of your life, right? Right. 
And while that could very much be true, because yes, baby schedules are like all over the place, but there's things you could do to help your baby get on schedule from day one um, by just creating routine. And I have a friend that has done it with both her kids. Neither one of her kids slept in her bed and they were both sleep trained, I think by like six months. So there's things that you can do. Um, nobody's perfect. Like that doesn't work for everybody, but there's things you can do to kind of help yourself get on a, a good, decent sleep schedule. But I will say prioritizing sleep is like something that I wish that people talked about more instead of just saying like, oh girl, just get ready to not get no sleep. Because it's not healthy. Like you need it's sleep. not. You need sleep to be able to keep moving. You need sleep to be able to be in the right headspace to be there mentally and physically for your baby. Like that's why we deal with a lot of postpartum depression and baby blues is because we didn't get any sleep. Think about it. Right. Sometimes women are in labor for 24, 48 hours, you know, right. and you're not really getting any sleep during that time. You might sleep for a couple hours here and there if you get some medicine, but your body, you're mentally, physically exhausted. You can't sleep in the hospital because they're coming and checking you and poking and prodding you every two hours right. all through the night. Then you have to get up and breastfeed or pump. So you don't get any sleep in the hospital and then you get home and you hit the ground running. So a lot of times those first few weeks, you're not getting any sleep, like, you know, right. and also leading up to your labor, you weren't sleeping because you're so uncomfortable. Okay. So by the time the baby get here, you're completely exhausted. And so I think just prioritizing and sleep, prioritizing sleep is something that we need to talk about more. I wish it was something that was more like ingrained into me and people kind of encouraged me to like do that more. So if you're pregnant, I want to let you know there are ways you can get sleep. Okay. Yeah. Don't let anybody yeah. tell you that sleeping is not an option because it is. Use your it partner. Is. Like if you are breastfeeding, literally breastfeed the baby, hand the baby to your partner, let them put them back to sleep. You know, like you guys Amen. work out a schedule to figure out how you're going to manage it and you sleep within those two hours. Um, for me, I started pumping so that I can at least have one um, bottle feed during the night so my husband could do one bottle feed. Um, and then also like during the day, laundry can wait like the baby could wear a blanket the baby could wear a t-shirt okay <laughs> listen like you know it's like people say sleep sleep when the baby sleeps but and we kind of like make fun of that i think we kind of made fun of it in another thing because you can't always do that like right. the baby sleeps in the car the baby sleeps in the stroller on walks like the baby sleeps at odd hours of the day where you can't just stop and take a nap but on those times where you can instead of like going to do laundry or trying to catch up on this or that like take that time to sleep because you could strap the baby to you and do laundry you know okay. like, but if sleep is not a priority you know you're not going to take that time and, and sleep you're like oh no i have to do laundry i have to 
prepare dinner. I have to do this. I have to do that. But you can do all those things. I, I did it. Like I literally would strap the baby to me and cook. I strapped the baby to me and clean. I strapped the baby to me do laundry. Mm. So, but if sleep is not a priority, you're not going to, your mind is not going to go there, you know? So I would just say, make sleeping a priority and it'll cut down on some of that postpartum depression. It'll cut down on your anxiety. Like literally taking a 45 minute nap make, can make you feel like a new woman. <laughs> Especially when you haven't been getting sleep, that yeah. 45 minute, that hour the other day. I took a 30 minute nap because you know I got a four month a four month old. I took a 30 minute nap and I was like, whoa, I am up. Girl. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. You can get you a quick 30, 45 minute nap in. Like that'll get you through the rest of the day. So it, it goes a long way. It does. It really goes a long way. But you know, and don't be ashamed to say that you are tired. People act like Mm. well you wanted to have this baby you wanted the baby so bad that's what comes along with it. it's like yeah it's a part of the journey but it doesn't have to be that detrimental like mm. use your resources like use your time as wisely as you can and just make it a priority because when, if something's not a priority you're not going to do it and i was just about to say that if it's not a priority you're not going to do it I, with me, I be scheduling my nap, okay? Schedule yeah. it in. Mm-hmm. Make it happen, because one thing I'm going to get is a sleep, okay? Girl. And I think that's why we ended up putting my first son in the bed, because we figured we could sleep. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was that was me. That was yeah. me. So that was, was our way. Yeah, that was our way of prioritizing sleep was like, listen, if he's going to sleep for four hours straight in our bed, okay. oh, he's getting in the bed. That's what happened with me. Honestly, that's what happened with me. Right. People, our but, friends will be like, oh, we haven't gotten sleep in so long, but our baby sleeps in the bassinet. Like, well, I guess we don't really care too much our baby sleeping in the bassinet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's so funny because it's like, okay, either you're going to go through the hard part of putting them in the bassinet. Mm-hmm at the beginning or you're gonna go through the hard part of putting them in their own bed at the end yeah. but i will say my daughter i sleep trained her and not sleep trained her she slept in our bed and i think the best thing i did was i got my sleep there and then once she got a little older once she knocked out i put her in her own bed so mm-hmm. over time she just got used to sleeping throughout the night in her own bed yeah that's good but i did it early enough right you know that's the thing too if they get too old they like man you bluffing <laughs> okay <laughs> they know your habits by then they're like listen I'm well, or if they're a light sleeper you gonna take it <laughs> yeah see i keep talking over you i'm so sorry no girl you good it's because we're on zoom guys i feel like once we are in the room together it'll be a little bit easier to like you know what else you got girl listen one thing i wish i would have known and this is going to sound so simple but when you come from the hospital and you're with a newborn and you're sleep deprived and you're just trying to prioritize prioritize sleep and you're trying to eat you try to wash clothes and you try to clean the house 
Go outside. Yes. Okay. That vitamin D is medicine. Listen, it really is. And it's good for the baby too. Mm-hmm. Go outside, get some fresh air. I remember with uh, Austin, with my oldest, I remember one day I realized I hadn't been outside. I couldn't remember. The, I think it was like I hadn't been outside since the three-week appointment. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, it's been over a month and I haven't been outside during the day. Mm. Man. And so... realize how much time goes by. Yeah, you don't realize how much time goes by. Or, like, when I would get some me time, like, okay, I just need to get away. I would go at nighttime to Target, right? So, but I never was outside during the day. And you just don't understand how helpful it is to get fresh air during the daytime with the sun and the vitamin D. Like, you just don't realize it because you're go, go, going. And then you finally go outside and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, to go outside, like my mom always says, like spend 15 minutes outside in the sun and like you will, it will do wonders for you. Like mm-hmm. it just makes you feel better. feels good on your skin. Like it wakes you up. Like <laughs> the whole bit. Yeah. Especially right now too, with everything going on, like we've gotten so used to spending so much time in our house, in our home that taking that little bit of time throughout the day to just let the sun hit your face is like key. It I really enjoy. is. Yes, I enjoy it. It really is. Yep. My really last is. thing I had was um, I think I, I believe I talked about this before when we were on the subject of breastfeeding, but that breastfeeding doesn't always come natural and you may need a lactation consultant to help and it's completely normal. Like it's nothing to be ashamed of or be embarrassed about, like if you need a little extra help and stressing about it is just making it worse. So you might as well talk to somebody, get somebody in there to help you figure out what's going on so that you can actually like make it worth your while. Cause if you're just stressing on your own and trying to like go through your own battle with struggling with lactation, it's just making it worse. Like it's not helping. Um, and also another thing that I wish I would have known um, is to prioritize the nursing aspect over the pumping. I believe I talked about that before when we talked about breastfeeding um, because the milk is going to come out more from the baby than it is from the pump. Like the pump can never do what what your baby can actually do. So if you stay consistent with it for those first two months, then it'll become easier over time. But with the way that I was struggling, I was just trying everything. Like I was trying to rely on lactation cookies and like shakes and, you know, trying to pump every hour, every two hours, power pumping, like, All these other things that I was doing, I should have just been focusing on me and my baby and our bonding connection with each other, you know, doing um, skin to skin every day, letting him, you know, cluster feed. And it was stressful for me for him to be cluster feeding, but that's what would have produced more milk faster. (laughs) Okay. Yes. But I didn't find that out until it was like almost too late because he had 
got used to the bottle. So he was like, after a while, he was like, girl, I don't want that. Like, he would nurse in the morning. He would nurse before bed, but he wanted a bottle throughout the day. So it just made my job a whole lot harder because I had to stop and pump and clean the pump parts and put the milk away and bag it up and mark it up instead of being able to just pop the boot out and pop it back in, you know? Yeah. So that's something I always talk about. Like, and when I talk to new moms, I always stress that if they say they want to breastfeed, like, girl, just nurse the baby. Yeah, just nurse the baby. Don't worry about nothing. See, else. Nurse the baby. <laughs> I will say this: the only this was the, the it's so tricky because I was the popper on her, right? I just pop them on go, pop them on go, pop them on go, right? Mm-hmm. And it definitely makes the milk come, right? Yes. But then they never want to switch to the bottle. Yeah. It's a catch twenty two. <laughs> it's a catch twenty two. So it's like if you if you do pump, then you have less milk. But then if you add in a bottle, if you don't add in a bottle, then they they never like my two oldest. I breastfed them the whole time. They never took a bottle. They would go. They would starve themselves. I tried like ten different bottles. Still wouldn't take that doggone bottle. Wow. Okay. And so and I breast fed both of them for a long time and so that was that's the that's the only it's it's a catch-22 right and nothing no story no situation is ever going to be perfect yeah so but you if you do shy. want to breastfeed if you do want to breastfeed you have to go they have to stay on the breast they do they have to that's just they have to it's just going to make your life so much easier. And then you can like, once you get your milk flowing really good, you can say, oh, well, I'll pump once a day. Yeah. And I will, you know, after I, after I breastfeed, I'll pump once a day and whatever I get from that, I'll feed them one bottle a night. You know, that'll keep it balanced. Yeah. That's smart. For sure. But yeah, you just have to find your own rhythm. But that is something that I would say, like, if I had did it again, I after my first son, that's what I said I was going to do. But then, you know, I had a preemie, so I wasn't able to nurse him right when he came out. So he had to learn how to breastfeed. It did not come natural to him. Right. And then once he learned how to breastfeed, he still had oxygen. So it made it harder for him to latch on. So the whole process was just very difficult. And so we never really found our rhythm with nursing. So he nursed for a little bit, like a couple of months. But after that, I just had to pump every day. Like it just wasn't working out. So, you know, you have your plans. You can plan as much as you can, but no situation is ever going to be perfect. It's never going to come out the way that you, exactly the way you want it. But all you can do is try and use these tools. And, you know, we're just sharing our experiences from, you know, our perspective and you just take it and apply it where you can. And the most important thing is just to not be hard, too hard on yourself. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself because nobody is perfect. No matter how these people on Instagram make it seem like, they have the perfect scenario and you know they did this and that and it just magically worked for them and everything looks so perfect and organized and you know picture ready it's not it's It's, not it's supposed to look like that because it's instagram but i guarantee if you see them on the street it's not gonna be like that so (laughs) it's not it's not gonna be like that and it's so it's so wild because in hindsight 
you just start to realize so many different things. And I feel like at the end of the day, yeah. it really comes down to like, like it really comes down to your support system. It really comes down to communication, being able to have open communication with your significant other. Yeah. And, you know, we both tried as the best as we could to do what we wanted to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And at our, at our time before Instagram was so sherry, 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 you know, we could just only do what we could do. And now it's cool to have things like podcasts and Instagram and people that are being more relatable about what really happens so that yeah. in that process, you could really figure out these things because it was just the, the idea now that like we've gone through like giving birth to a, a child and being moms and stuff like that yeah. the idea that so much of this stuff was taboo is just like what why why is this taboo and now i understand when people get mad about breastfeeding in public and stuff like that it's like dude like it wasn't normalized like how why is it so long of it being taboo like I don't understand that because babies are born every day. Right. <laughs> every day, hospitals be packed, giving birth to these babies, and yet all this stuff is it's so. Just, it's like they over-sexualize. It's like, listen. Yeah. You walk around, if you really think about it, if the baby is nursing, you can't see the nipple. So if you can't yeah. see the nipple, it just looks like cleavage. And people walk around with cleavage all day, every day. Yes. The baby's head is covering the majority of the breast, right. including the nipple. So all you're really seeing is a tissue at the top. Now, if you can control yourself for seeing some skin, some fluffy skin, you have the issue. You have an issue. Like, are you kidding? You want a baby to have to suffocate under a blanket because you can't control yourself or your partner or whoever? Like, bruh. Y'all got yeah, it. you can see kim kardashian's whole ass on instagram yeah but you mad about a baby getting some nourishment get out of here on that note (laughs) on that note (laughs) i'm going to bed get us started (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to this episode we hope you guys learned something about our topic today things we wish we would have known um being new moms if you guys are new moms and you have any questions and you want to write in and and have us answer some of your questions here on the podcast we're willing to do that so go ahead and um send us a dm on instagram if you guys have any questions at somebody's mama pod and make sure you follow us while you're there hello share with a friend go to our apple podcast and leave a rating and review thank you to those who have left some rating and reviews i know a lot of people listen in their cars or on their way to work or whatever and it's hard to remember but if you happen to remember or before you get out of your car can you just go ahead and leave that rating and review (laughs) (laughs) we would really appreciate it we would really appreciate it so much are you looking forward to anything next week 
Oh my goodness. I'm looking forward to being on a real schedule now, like with the kids going back. Yeah. Like with the kids going back to school now, all their schools are local and excuse me, just being on a real schedule that doesn't have me driving Mm -hmm. two hours a day. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to. A basic schedule. Something so simple. I'm actually looking forward to that as well. Like, as nervous and how much anxiety I have about my son going to school tomorrow, I'm really excited to kind of like get him in there and get our routine going. Um, and just to have a little bit of time to do other things, um, I could just take the little one and go and do what I need to do. So, I'm excited for him to start school. Um, I'm also excited for an Usher concert. Woo woo. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. Yes, I'll be sharing that with you guys next week on my experience and how it was. And I'll share with you guys about Kendon's first day. I'm so excited. I'm going to be like him, like having my clothes laid out. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got my little chalkboard situation. Like, Aww. so he can take pictures. At first, I wasn't going to do it, but I'm like, you'll regret it. So, yeah. I, I am that mom, so I will regret it. So, um, I'm excited to... Just, just to get him going and see how he he's really excited too he's like oh saying his teacher's name and like ask him all the questions you know like okay what's your name spell your name when's your birthday what's your mama's name what's your dad's name what's your phone number like you know making sure that he can refresh and remember everything because um you know i was homeschooling him but we took two weeks i gave him like a two-week break so we just been practicing his name every day and like reading like one book. So I want to make sure like, okay, don't forget all that we've learned. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, you go in there, you so show like, up and show out. <laughs> I'm like, what time does it say on the stove? And he's like, 4 11. I'm like, good. Just make sure you didn't forget. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to hear about it, and I can't wait till next week so we can find out all about how it went. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll holla at y'all next week. All right. Bye.